Welcome, weary travelers, to the great big universe of Excess Press. This is a weekly podcast to bring you the news of the Disney theme parks and resorts. Witness for yourselves the wonders of Excess Press. And now, let's begin. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Access Press. My name is Matt, and I'm the host of this Disney theme parks news podcast in this episode 119. And today we're expanding the show a little bit. Today's the first episode of Disney Plus Talk. Now, before I get into what exactly that is, I'm going to introduce CJ. CJ, how's it going? Hi, I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Well, welcome back to the show. You've been on a few times now. You were kind of regular. You had some trip reports. You've talked to us as a customer before. Mm-hmm. Uh, so happy to have you on the show. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So this uh, this Disney Plus talk. Now, it, it kind of started because you brought it up to me uh, a couple weeks ago. The idea of like recording some episodes, uh, just chatting about the, the shows and the TV, uh, the movies that are all going to be added to Disney Plus. I mean, def- we can't do all of them. <laughs> um, but I thought it'd be fun to talk about some of them at least. Yeah. Yeah. I was, you know, I wanted to do something and I was like, it would be cool to have like a chat about Disney plus. How do I do a chat? Oh wait, podcast. Maybe Matt would want to <laughs> do something with me. So here we are. Yeah. So, uh, it's as, as two wasn't enough per week. Thir- now I'm doing three. So, um, <laughs> you're uh, very busy. <laughs> Yeah, you know, but it's I, I I like it. You know, it's I think it's things like this is what kind of keeps me going, motivated. And with Disney yeah. Plus, it's the biggest thing that's going on right now in entertainment in the world. Oh yeah, uh, it's ev- literally everyone's talking about it. It's and I it, I think people are going to be talking about it for a while. I agree. Um, yep. Yeah. So yeah. So this is just uh this is going to be a. Uh, a weekly episode where you come on. We'll talk about Disney Disney Plus. Uh, Katie will be joining us every once in a while. Uh, she couldn't be on tonight's episode, um, but uh, yeah, to kind of just to kind of lay the lands of this Disney Plus. What we're gonna do is, like I said, we're gonna talk about the the shows, some, the new shows, the new movies, uh, and I. Th- thought the very first thing we should talk about is the mandalorian because everyone is chatting up mandalorian it's the flagship show that launched with disney plus mm-hmm. um so i figured that would be the best thing to talk about because i know a lot of people watched uh chapter one uh yesterday uh, so we're gonna we're gonna chat about that um, so before, before we kind of get into it, I want to know just, um, with Disney plus launching yesterday, uh, they, I know there was like a bit of a r- bit of a rough patch with it when it launched, but I mean, when I went to go watch it last night, I had no issues. So, but CJ, what's like, what are your thoughts of the, the app so far and, uh, the content that's on there? Like, what are your kind of like quick thoughts on Disney plus in general? So far, so good. I mean, it launched a little bit early, like really late Monday night. Um, and I saw it on the Play Store on my phone. So I downloaded it and I was able to cast to my TV pretty easily. Um, and then yesterday morning before I left for work, I downloaded the app on the Amazon Fire Stick. And so today was the first day I got to play around with it. Because of course, Disney Plus launch day, I had to work of all days. <laughs> um, but I played around with it today. And it's it's really like easy to use, I think. I like that it's organized by Disney, Pixar, Marvel. Um, so you can kind of pick from there. I think 
um, maybe some people who aren't like hardcore Disney fans might not know where to go to find things. Like they might not know that Toy Story is a Pixar movie, for example. Um, or they might think Frozen is a Pixar movie and not look at the Disney section. So um, I'll be interested to see if they like break down those categories a little bit differently. But for people who know which studios worked on which um, films, I think it's it's good. Yeah, no, I agree. I I, I like the, how they kind of broke things up. They have like the five mm. uh, big groups at the top. Um, mm. But I, I, I mean, I love it so far. Last night I watched The Mandalorian, The Imagineering Story, which did you watch The Imagineering Story? The I first? did. I did. Okay. Oh, my gosh. So good. All right. So, you know, well, maybe we'll touch a bit, little bit uh, that at the end since this is, the, this is, okay. this is Disney talk. Um, but yeah, because I. I do want to chat maybe a little bit about that as well. Um, and then I, I've been watching Star Wars Rebels. I didn't get to I, – I got two and a half seasons through, and I never finished the third season, so I'm finally catching up right now. I probably watched, nice. like, three episodes so far. Nice. Um, fantastic, like, cartoon. Like, it's it's not just for kids. It's definitely, like, for adults, and there's a lot of good – if you're a Star Wars fan, you'll really enjoy Rebels. So That's cool. Um, but, yeah, so I think my, my biggest issues right now um, – and I, I hope that Disney Plus is going to be bringing this soon. But they're right now, like, like, you know how there's profiles for each person? Yeah. I mean, right now it's pointless because it's only good if you have, like, a continue watching feature. You know how, like, Netflix uh-huh. has, like, continue watching yeah. this. Uh, right now that's non-existent on the, okay. on the app or anything like that. So, like, with Rebels... Uh, mm-hmm. it doesn't leave off like where the, the last episode I watched, it doesn't show that I watched it. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, and it doesn't even, when I watch through like a Chromecast, it doesn't even go to the next episode. Um, oh th- geez, that's annoying. Yeah. I think in the app, it, the, in the app, I haven't watched through my phone. I've only done it, uh, through my Chromecast so far. Mm-hmm. Um, so it doesn't do that. So I'm. I, I hope that like because sometimes with like because I work uh, I've talked in the past I work at Verizon and when we do some launches they're just they're we have to launch in phases so mm-hmm. there are just some things that like like the IT team or whatever they just can't do for launch like listen we could have this for launch but unfortunately we, we just yeah. we can't have that so yeah yeah um, so I'm hoping that they're going to be launching in phases um, so they have uh, just that simplicity of making it or just the the ease of having like the episodes ready for you to watch like right where you left off you know that wouldn't surprise me given how they've been debuting new lands in the theme parks i mean pixar pier opened in phases star wars galaxy's edge is opening yep. in phases so maybe this is in phases too yeah no i i i it would it wouldn't make any like if they they put the profiles in there and it doesn't make mm-hmm. any sense like right now yeah. to have them because yeah. Because right now it's it's all the same thing. You everyone, there's no like um, what's the word I'm looking for? There's no uh, content geared towards like a single person. It's just all the same mm. thing. So okay, or personalization. That's the word I'm looking for. There was no personalization to each person. Um, right. Interesting. Yeah. So that those were my thoughts uh, on it so far. But otherwise, like I absolutely love the Mandalorian, which we're going to talk about. Uh, I love the Imagineering story. That uh, I I think it's chapter one. I well, Mandalorian is titled. The first episode is called ch- Chapter One. I don't know right. what the Imagineering story was. Um, but I think it was just like something about Disneyland. Like it was. It had a title. Oh, I think it was the happiest place on earth. I think. Yeah. That's, that's, I think that's, that's what it was. Right. Yeah. yeah. That sounds right. Okay, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna look it up real quick because IMDb is yeah, it's called the happiest place on earth. Okay. Uh, the next episode is called "What Would Walt Do?" So. Oh yes. Yeah, interesting. All right, so. Okay, so yeah, that's uh, those are yeah, those are our quick thoughts on Disney Plus. Before we move on, any anything else you want to say about the app? No, I'm excited to keep using it. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Oh, yeah, I think that Disney said they it released uh, or they got 10,000 downloads uh, yesterday. That oh, was sorry. 10 million. Sorry, not 10,000. <laughs> 10, 10 million, 10,000. Yeah. It would have been a bomb of an app. If they did that. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, 10, 10, 10 million downloads, so, which, is, which is great, um, which is yeah. really good. I should have like bought some Disney stock like a week ago. <laughs> 
Yeah. Well, yeah, their stock prices are pretty high, but it would have been a good time to buy right before. So yeah, yeah, yeah. they they had a good launch. I mean, it was a little rocky in the morning, but like I honestly anticipated that because that's like, oh, yeah, that's big. Like you're yeah. getting all these people trying to watch it. But luckily, I had no issues at night. Um, I found that uh, this is one thing I noticed last night when I was on watching on my Xbox, my Xbox mm-hmm. one uh, through that app. When I went to go, because I was searching the Imagineering story through the the search function that it has, mm-hmm. and whenever I tried to watch it through there, I would get an error. And I'm like, great. Can oh, I, geez. I'm like, can I not watch it? So then I, I like went back and I found it wherever. I ended up finding it through some one of the categories they had, and I was able to watch it directly through there. Nice. So I don't know if that's just an Xbox thing, but I had an issue with the search function last night there. Mm. Um, I haven't checked to see if it's fixed. but Yeah. But all right, so let's get to uh, let's let's kind of get started with this first uh, episode of Disney Plus Talk. I keep wanting to say Disney Talk. Uh, I gotta <laughs> remember the Disney Plus Talk. <laughs> Disney Plus. I know it's uh, it's tough. So this this is just the Mandalorian. Now it's just something I've been highly anticipating for. I, I mean, ever since it was announced. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, what, like, what are your thoughts? Are you a big Star Wars fan? Or like, what, like, what are your thoughts on this? Uh, you know, I'm not a big Star Wars fan. Um, I remember, you know, I saw like the three original movies. And then I saw the three like the Jar Jar Binks era movies. And then I saw the first new one that Disney did. And that's like all I've seen. Um, I've been to Galaxy's Edge many times, obviously, but I don't know a lot about Star Wars lore. I don't really like I know the main characters, but um, like the intricacies of what's going on, I don't know too much about. But I will say because everybody else was hyped about it, it's like maybe I should check this out. And I was impressed. Good, good. Did you did you have fun with it? Like what it like what are your overall thoughts of this episode? I feel like I should spoiler alert in case uh, people. Yes. Have- yeah. Listened no, or good seen idea. It yet? Yeah. <laughs> spoiler, <I'll>, spoiler. <laughs> yeah, I want to even put in the title spoiler discussion. Um, yes. So yeah, just uh, be forewarned if you haven't seen The Mandalorian Chapter One yet. Uh, we are spoiling everything, so we're going to talk about the whole episode. Uh, so yeah, be yeah. warned. So I thought the beginning was a little slow, and I was like, okay, these people are talking, like they're in a bar or whatever. Um, it once like that big fight scene happened, I was like, okay, this is getting pretty good and then like the very end I was like oh my gosh what (laughs) I like it all kind of started coming together and that that last moment with the little baby was really cool yeah (laughs) yeah so we're definitely gonna get there um because there's yeah that was uh that was a a big bomb that was dropped oh yeah and I so I'm sure they broke it up right at that moment to get people hooked for episode two oh yeah for sure Uh uh-huh but yeah, so so episode chapter one, I absolutely loved. Now this uh, this whole series was kind of created by John Favreau, uh, who who's directed Iron Man, he directed Jungle Book, he directed this year's Lion King. Uh, he's been writing and directing and producing for a while now, and he actually was just inaugurated as a Disney legend uh, this past awesome. year, D twenty three. Yeah, yeah. So he's just super creative, very smart, um, and. He's the one that kind of created this uh, whole, the put, kind of put the series together, produced it, and this first episode was, was written by him. Uh, it was directed by Dave Filoni. Now, if you don't know who Dave Filoni is, uh, do you know who Dave Filoni is? I do not. Okay. Educate me. <laughs> yeah. So he uh, he kind of got his start by directing episodes and writing a couple episodes of Star Wars: The Clone Wars, which debuted. Okay. Uh, in the late 2000s, I forget exactly when. Uh, so that's how we got started. Then he also was the creator of Star Wars Rebels, the show that I'm mm-hmm. a big fan of. I only watched mm-hmm. some of the Clone Wars. I didn't watch all of it, uh, but Rebels I, I really like. So he's the creator of that. So and he directed some episodes. And now this is, uh, I think this is honestly the first uh, thing that he directed. I'm looking at really fast. Uh, that was live action. Uh, Yeah, so he's only done animated series so far. Mm -hmm. Uh, So he ended up directing two episodes of The Mandalorian, which the first was chapter one. Uh, And it's funny because I saw a lot of his humor in this show, like comparatively to like Rebels, um, which was kind of fascinating. Yeah, Um, actually, one of the things that I appreciated was there was a little bit of comedic relief here and there. 
Yeah. Um, I felt like, I feel like Star Wars as a whole, like they don't take themselves too seriously all the time. Um, and I think that came across really well in this episode. Yeah. No, definitely. Yeah, there was a lot of great comedic moments. Uh, mm -hmm. There were some good beats, especially like the whole self-destruction thing during the battle. Yes. <laughs> like, I love yeah. that. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so it's it's just very, yeah, very smart, funny. Uh, it, was a, it was a great episode directed by Dave Filoni. Um, mm -hmm. Now to kind of talk, I want to talk a little bit about the Mandalorian himself, who is uh, is um, portrayed by Pedro Pascal. Do you know who he is? No, I don't. <laughs> All right, are you a are you a Game of Thrones fan? I'm not. <laughs> okay, well it's okay. So most people are gonna know him from Game of Thrones. That's uh, that's where he got like his big break. He was in the season four of Game of Thrones. I'm not gonna spoil anything about his character, but he was introduced in season four, and he's one of my favorite characters to have been on the show, um, for Game of Thrones. So that's where he kind of got his uh, his big break. But he's been uh, in a few things. Um, after that, he was in uh, Narcos, which is a Netflix show, uh, and he's had a bunch of uh, just other s smaller roles that, uh, from then. Uh, but now he is starring as the Mandalorian. Now, the Mandalorian, there's – it's not just one person, but the Mandalorians are also a group. Um and we got uh, some sense of that in the episode, but I'm assuming you have no idea. You don't know anything about the Mandalorians. No, I picked up that, like, I thought maybe that was his title. Like, I am a Mandalorian. Like, it was the equivalent of a knight or something <laughs> until <laughs> until they he was, like, training. Remember, like, on the desert planet, he was, like, riding that animal thing around. Yeah, that was a blur. Yeah, the guy's like, you're a Mandalorian. Like, your people have a history of it. I was like, oh, okay, got it, got it, got it. Yeah. Yeah, so they started exploring a little bit of uh, the Mandalorians. And mm -hmm. now I, I, I'm I, not an expert at all, but I, I know, like, a little bit about them. Um, so they, they do come from a planet called Mandalore, and that's why they're called the Mandalorians. Um, there we go. <laughs> and they're they're kind of like clan-based group, and they're they're kind of territorial um, but they, they're, they're always like kind of fighting with each other. And I think at one point the empire kind of made, uh, Mandalore, uh, inhospitable. Um, mm. so they, they kind of live in like these domes. Uh, that's, that's honestly as like much as I know mm. about, uh, the, the Mandalorians, but, um, they're they're known for just being just battle ready and tough and mm -hmm. yeah a lot of them we we got our first portrayal of a Mandalorian as Boba Fett in Empire Strikes Back uh, mm -hmm. he's definitely the most famous one um, but that's kind of like a quick I mean again I'm not an expert yeah. that's like a brief history of the Mandalorians well even knowing that it makes sense that he was doing bounty hunting then you know like knowing the the background of his people. Yeah, and I'm going to get, as we go through the episode, I have um, a few more cool tidbits that I'm going to talk about uh, based on the Mandalorians as we go through it. Um, but yeah, so let's kind of go through the episode. Um, now, uh, this episode to me started with uh, a bang. Uh, it, you you find the Mandalorian, and he's on this ice planet. You you follow mm -hmm. him into a bar. You see these guys just kind of roughing up this uh, mm -hmm. this other guy in a costume. Um, mm -hmm. and I was, I was watching it and I was like, I know the voice, like, you know, the, you know, the blue guy. That yeah. Was in makeup? Yeah. I thought that too. I thought he was so familiar. Yeah. At first I thought it was Josh Gad and I was listening. And I was he's like, is that Josh Gad? He played Olaf and <laughs> frozen. Um, but then as, uh, as I'm listening more, I was like, oh, it's Horatio Sands. You know, do you know Horatio Sands? Probably if you name some of his roles. I'll well, be like his that. his he was he was most famous for being on Saturday Night Live. Okay. Yeah. So I don't think we got the name of his character in the show, but IMDb says it's called Mithril. Um, okay. But I don't think it was ever said on the show. No. But um, yeah, the man, the Mandalorian, he just kind of came in and and roughed him up. <laughs> yeah, roughed up the other guys, and I think uh -huh. it, I think my favorite line in the episode was when the Mandalorian was like, you can come warm or you can come cold. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's pretty good. That's like, a, I don't know, it reminds me of like an old Western, something they'd say in an old Western movie. 
No, for sure. I mean, that's what this episode kind of felt like. It felt yeah. like it felt like an old western. I mean, it's it's, yeah. it's like a different genre, you know. Yeah, he walks into a bar, starts a fight. <laughs> well, I'm, yeah. technically, the other guy started the fight, but technically, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, that that whole thing kind of played out funny, and uh, mm-hmm. then you see him just you the title uh, credits uh, or the Mandalorian comes up. Oh, to, I didn't even. I, I, I should have start the, said this in the beginning, but there was like a brand new Star Wars intro that's never been seen before. You know the one I'm talking about at the beginning where it shows like the helmets of like yeah, different characters? I, I thought that was odd. I was almost expecting the the text, you know, that rolls by. I thought they were going to go that way. But to me, this intro seemed a lot more serious. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah I, I, I wonder why they chose that, because there were some other elements that I thought were very Star Wars-esque. And so I'm wondering why they didn't like continue that tradition, you know? Well, I'm kind of glad that they, they're separating that from the text, because, I mean, to be honest, like, if you're watching the text, it it takes, like, a couple minutes to go through. Like, it's very <laughs> slow, so I think... That's I, true. Yeah. Maybe it's a time thing. Yeah, I think it's good for having it like in the movies, but I when I saw the new I got so excited when I saw the new intro. I'm like, oh, I think they it had like Darth Vader's helmet, I think like mm-hmm. BB eight, I can't remember who else, mm-hmm. but there was there's a bunch of dim uh different silhouettes or not silhouettes, uh just characters in there. But mm-hmm. yeah, I thought that was really cool. So mm-hmm. Yeah. I actually thought the ending credits were kind of cool too. They had some yeah. uh, some art on there. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. I was gonna get to that. I, I actually watched the entire credits uh, because it had like just really cool like concept art from, th- mm-hmm. from throughout the episode. So I thought that was mm-hmm. neat. Yeah. 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 Um. So yeah. So then. Um. So then he calls like a taxi. And we- yeah, <laughs> that like cracked me up for some reason. <laughs> like, is this like Star Wars Uber? Like what? Like yeah. what's going on here? And then he's like, no, I don't want I don't want this one. Like no droids. <laughs> well, so see, so it's funny because um, I didn't really uh, at first I was wondering why he didn't want a droid. I was figuring like maybe he didn't want to be like tracked by a droid or something. Right. I thought he was suspicious of who the droids were working for, you know, like it could be like a spy droid or something. Well, I'll kind of touch on this now, but we find out later that like he, he hates droids because he was a child during the clone wars when like droids were like trying to take over. Cause remember later on, like it kind of had those weird like flashbacks really quick. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So you you find out that, yeah. So you find out like he was an orphan. So I think he just hates droids for the most parts. Yeah. It's like, droid ptsd or something i think so but then he has like a yeah. battle with the droid at the end i mean which he pops off anyway um, yeah but yeah so i think that's why i mean that's just my assumption of like that's why he didn't like want to ride with a droid so i don't know it just i thought that was a little interesting at first i just thought it was like a throwaway thing but then <laughs> i noticed that later yeah well yeah. And then at the end like i think he really and the fighting scene i think he realized he needed the droid or he wasn't gonna oh do for sure well. no but definitely. then but then he didn't have any hesitation at all about ending the droid's <laughs> life no. <laughs> like no. no no guilt or anything yeah. about that Just exactly popped him off <laughs> yep um uh yeah so yeah he called the uh the ice um or yeah he called the, the taxi and then he he gets onto his ship and apparently i i saw online that you know how he's like prodding the uh, that that like creature like with mm-hmm. his like stick uh, mm-hmm. off the ship. Apparently, that's like yeah. a callback to the Star Wars holiday special from the seventies or. Oh 80s. my gosh! Wow. Yeah, apparently it's like part of the cartoon, like Boba Fett. He like has like a poker like on a ship or something <laughs> like that. But wow, yeah. is that is that available on Disney Plus? Uh, it is not. It is not. Oh, okay, no. so you'd have to be like a pretty hardcore fan to. Uh recall that it sounds like yeah i just i saw it online so i don't know but <laughs> uh but yeah so then then he goes uh he gets on a ship he puts the the guy into carbonite and then uh mm-hmm. and then he goes to go collect his bounties and that's where we meet uh the character of grief uh karga uh mm-hmm. that is portrayed by Cora weathers uh and yes most people know him as uh yep. from happy gilmore Mm-hmm. Um, or Predator, he was in there, or even uh, as Apollo Creed in Rocky. Mm-hmm. So, um, so yeah, you kind of find out like how the bounty system works a bit, um, mm-hmm. 
And then uh, it kind of leads to uh, this mysterious client um, paid by uh, Werner Herzog, who is actually like a, one of the most famous like documentarian directors. <laughs> uh, but he also like comes into movies and like um, plays like evil men every once in a while. <laughs> Um, what a what a job, huh? I know, I know. So so what did you so so what did you make of this uh entire um kind of I guess you could call transaction with uh with the mysterious man? You know, I was getting flashbacks to older Star Wars films and granted it's been a long time since I've seen them, but there's still, you know, things that stand out to me and a lot of the things that stand out stand out to me are like the little side deals that go on and um, I don't want to call them like alliances or like bartering, but it just seems like there's these interactions with people that take place. And I was like recalling back to those. Um, and that was one of the elements that I think I'm trying to have, I'm having a hard time saying this. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. like, I think that's that parallel between the old series and the series was really strong. Um, I think the whole star Wars series as a whole does a really good job at like building up, uh, the plot through those interactions. No, definitely. Yeah. We got like little bits and pieces of things here and there. And, mm-hmm. uh, uh, yeah, it, it, it made a good mystery of like what's going to happen yeah. down the road. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we, we found out, uh, some good kind of tidbits is we, we kind of started figuring out what the timeline, uh, of this show is like, where does this land in the star Wars universe? Yes. Um, so we find out that, uh, stormtroopers are kind of hiding out. We found out just the, I think in the, there was a, I think the conversation between the Mandalorian and grief, um, was they, they said that the empire is not around anymore. I forget the exact line. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the empire has fallen and I, I mm-hmm. guess apparently there are still some, uh, imperial, um, uh, loyalists as the word I was looking for, imperial <laughs> loyalists that still kind of hang around and that's what we kind of find out because he's wearing the uh the mysterious man or the client is uh wearing an imperial symbol uh mm-hmm. and is also being protected by stormtroopers even though they just miss everything they shoot at <laughs> um, uh, so yeah we found out a little bit about that and what's him in this it was the the guy's name was dr pershing 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 i forget exactly what it was um but they uh, they're they're kind of in a little bit of a disagreement of how they want the their that whatever the Mandalorian needs to capture they they're in a disagreement about having it come back uh, alive or dead. So, right, right. Um, so I found that to to be really cool. We found out the exactly the timeline, and uh, yeah, there's still uh, some people, some bad guys out there even after the Empire has fallen. So yeah, yeah. Uh, and then uh, we see something. So I had to look up a little bit about um, the next scene that kind of happens. Now, this is with uh, you another big surprise, at least to me. I don't know how you felt, but I wasn't expecting to see so many other Mandalorians right away. Mm-hmm. Um, you see him like walk through this area where there's just a lot of other Mandalorians and I wasn't I don't know I wasn't expecting that how did like how did you react to it I mean I have no expectations so to (laughs) me everything's a surprise (laughs) yeah Yeah, so I mean I I found it super fascinating and again there's more mystery behind it um and I I didn't know about the um so the client gave uh the Mandalorian this like uh, piece of metal kind of similar right. to like a gold bar but I guess like yeah. whatever this thing was it's very important and it it's a lot like it means it's a lot of money so I found mm-hmm. out it's called uh, Beskar Steel mm-hmm. um, now this steel is actually kind of important to Mandalorians because um, we, we see in the, the, the next scene that this, uh, this other Mandalorian which we don't have a name for like this like armor person um, we see that they melt it down and it creates a shoulder pad, uh, mm-hmm. for the, for the main Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. Um, now we found out that it's actually meant to like help fight Jedis and it also can, def- mm-hmm. it, it can help deflect blasters. So, uh, the laser blasters, like can't go through the metal. So right. like, 
apparently in Mandalorian uh, lore, uh, the there there's armor that can be passed down for like many many generations from families. Like it's very important. Uh, this is actually uh, touched upon in the show Star Wars Rebels. There's a character mm-hmm. named Sabine who's a Mandalorian, and she's like one of the better Mandalorians. Uh, but she, they, they kind of talk about that in Star Wars Rebels, and um, uh, so that's kind of what this steel represented. So that, knowing that, it makes me wonder: is there somebody already existing in the Star Wars universe that this guy's armor is going to be passed down to? Um, it's possible. Yeah, it's hmm. it's, it's definitely possible. I'm, I'm predicting at the end we're gonna find out this. Mandalorian we're following around is like related to somebody already existing in the Star Wars series. That's my prediction. Oh yeah, no, that's. I mean, it's a good <laughs> one. It's it's very well possible. <laughs> I mean, we already see a couple ties, well, many ties to the original series, but um, this main guy has to have a tie also. Yeah, who he right now he's just kind of uh, like a lone he's gunman. On his own. Yeah. yeah, he's on his own. So. <laughs> Um, so yeah, that's what that steel represented. Cause I didn't, I was like, why would they melt? Like, cause I thought it was like money and I was yeah, like, yeah, I thought it was like a credit card kind of thing. Exactly. Yeah. So like, yeah. to me, that didn't make any sense. And then, yeah. uh, when I, when I read up on it a bit more, I'm like, okay, that's, that makes sense then. So yeah. Um, My other thought when I saw that, I was like, you know, I bet you they're going to start selling that at Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. <laughs> <laughs> it kind of have, did you see the little gift cards they sell? Um, no. Oh, you have to load a certain amount on it. Um, I want to say it's like 100 or $150. And they kind of look like that, only they're thinner, obviously. And I thought, hmm, I wonder if that's what it's supposed to be. But I don't I don't have one of the special gift cards. so. Um, but I could totally see them doing something like that. No, interesting. Okay. No, no, I, have, I haven't seen it. I'll have to look it up. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so that, that kind of... Any, any thoughts there before we move on? You know, I the uh, metal forging scene was like a weird transition scene um, because they did all those flashbacks. Like every time he like banged the iron, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like maybe you could have done this a little better. It seemed a little cheap to me. Um, no. I don't know. Maybe it was a time issue, and they were just like, "We need to get the backstory in here." Okay, let's let's do it when he's banging on the iron. <laughs> I don't know. I think they could have done it a little better. No, I honestly, I, I completely agree. That was actually like my least favorite. Um, I don't want to, I like the scene of like the steel thing and meeting the other Mandalorians, but like how they did the flashback, like you said, I didn't like the way they kind of put that together. It kind of just felt like shoehorned in, like just like, yes. it's like, yes. oh, we got to show how this guy has like mystery because he doesn't talk much at all. So we have to do this. Yeah. So yeah, it, I, I didn't like it as much either. Yeah. Yeah, good good point. Mm. Um, so yeah, moving on. This is when they go to this desert planet, and I don't, I'm not sure if they touched on what the name of the planet was. Um, but we kind of we. What's good is we kind of found out that like he's not like he has flaws. Like he, it's, yeah, he it, totally does. Yeah, I was like, oh, he's just like getting beat up by these blurgs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, for just like he was, I'm like he's, he's I don't know he's just getting beat up so <laughs> yeah and then he had to learn how to like tame them or like have a connection with them you know so he could like ride around on one of them yeah. um like he had to drop the the tough exterior mm-hmm. um and kind of show us a little bit of of heart yeah no definitely yeah he had to like just kind of man up and. Uh, yeah, they, that's where he met the uh, the Ugnot. That's the the the, uh, the species uh, that is called. They they were first uh, they first appeared in Empire Strikes Back, uh, but this character's name is uh, I don't even know how to say it. Cool, it's K U I L L. Cool, cool, Quill. Quill. Key. I have no. I have no idea. <laughs> I, I'm gonna call him an Ugnot because that's how I know how to say it. Um, but um, that was actually that was voiced by Nick Nolte. Um, oh, yeah, and I I think I'm going to be talking like him. Choice. I think I'm going to talk like him from now on because I'm every time <laughs> I finish talking, I'll just say like I have spoken. I have spoken. <laughs> I feel like I'm just gonna. I have to do that now. Yeah, um, he was. You know, he was a really wise character. Um, I think he kind of toned down 
the Mandalorian a little bit, or like, I think he tamed the Mandalorian a little bit. Exactly. Yeah. He really kind of put him in his place, especially Mm -hmm. when he was trying to ride, uh, learn how to ride the Blurg. Um, Yes. Yes. Yeah. It's like, it's like being, it's like his message is being tough. Isn't everything, you know, sometimes you just have to, to play things differently. Yeah. And you, you had said earlier that you, you found out that there were more Mandalorians in, in this scene. Um, mm-hmm. now to, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. Cause he, the Ugnaught guy said something like, this is like, you need to learn how to do this. This runs in your people's blood or something like that. Um, so that tells me this Ugnaught person knows of his people or, you know, is somehow familiar with them, maybe even had a positive relationship with them at some point. Yeah, I mean they're 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 famous throughout the galaxy. So, um, but yeah, so it's 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 interesting to to kind of drop another bit of Star Wars lore. Mm-hmm. Um, he had said like your your people were able to ride mythosaurs, mm-hmm. um, and those were beasts that live on the planet of Mandalore. Um, mm-hmm. Now, uh, Boba Fett, there's always been a symbol that's been very, very famous. And it's not just for Boba Fett, but it's also for all the Mandalorians. And it's a sigil for the Mandalorians. And it was actually shown uh, pretty prominently at one point during the episode. Mm -hmm. Um, So if you look up Mandalorian symbol or sigil, uh, you'll see that it is like it's kind of like a monster. Um, uh, It's got like it's a a monster with like two horns. Yeah. Uh, yes. So, can you guess what that is? Oh, that beast, the yep. the terrible beast. <laughs> yeah, it's the mythosaur. Um, yeah. So that's how they got their symbol. Um, okay. Yeah. I feel like I've seen that somewhere, like in the theme park somewhere. But oh, maybe... I'm pretty sure I've seen it in Gal. I, like, I'm pretty sure I saw it in Galaxy's Edge. Um, yeah. But it's it's one of the most like I see it on people's cars like it's yeah it's yeah yeah it's it's very famous um uh but yeah so it's it's on t-shirts I mean I see it everywhere um <laughs> so yeah so that's uh so uh, another another interesting thing so uh the blurgs now I like when I saw them I'm like oh they look familiar they look like I was thinking they were that's what I thought too actually. Yeah, I was like, I've, I'm pretty sure I've seen them before. Um, mm-hmm. Now, I just, I, I couldn't remember where exactly, um, but I was actually on the Star Wars subreddit today, and uh, someone had made a post saying, "Oh, we've seen the Blurgs before," and I'm like, "Oh, where, where have we seen them?" Um, now, I don't know if you watched it as a kid, but this is honestly one of my like favorite like movies i watched as a child Mm -hmm. uh they came out with these like really cheesy tv movies um called like ewok adventures i don't even i've never heard of that (laughs) oh yeah so there they came out with a couple um Uh yeah one of them was called the caravan of courage uh Mm -hmm. and then the other one was called battle for endor or battle of endor okay Um, um, and I used to watch Battle of Endor all the time. Apparently, I haven't watched them since. They're actually, I think they're on YouTube. Like, they're not on Disney Plus, mm-hmm. um, but I think you can catch them on YouTube. But Battle of Endor is just very cheesy. I, I don't think it holds <laughs> up at all. Um, but it uh, it holds up. Um, uh, sorry, it doesn't hold up. But they they feature uh, the Blurgs in the Battle of Endor. Um, okay. So uh, it's yeah, it's. It's it's interesting. So, so there's another callback to an obscure Star Wars yeah reference. Exactly. Yeah. So that's uh, they actually that's where they first appeared yeah. um, in in the Star Wars universe, uh, which I found super fascinating. Nice. Yeah. So that's uh, so that's that. So then yeah, then he was able to learn how to ride a blurb. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm I'm wondering when that's going to come in handy. Probably you know, never. Because like, <laughs> like right after this, they like went off to the big fight scene, and I was like, okay, well that's that's that. Yeah. Like that was cool, and it showed us more depth to his character. But like, when is this skill going to come up? So maybe in a future episode. Yeah, that's what kind of got me too. Because it's like the Ugnot made a big deal. It's like you need 
yeah. you need one of these to get to this encampment. Yeah. And when I was watching it, they, it was just like a montage over there. I'm like, all right, are they going to do anything special to get to this camp? Like they're just walking. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was it. Was really weird. Maybe it's some foreshadowing for something. Who knows? Yeah, they hopped over a um, like a ravine, or they hopped from there was like a huge drop. They hopped over yeah. from one side to the next, but it didn't seem like it was that far. I was like, oh, no. I feel like I could jump that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah, I, I I'm the I'm the kind of same with you. I was just like, mm-hmm. okay, I guess uh, that's it for that. So yeah, yeah. Yeah, so uh, apparently there's this, yeah, this encampment where they, uh, the, these guys are just holding out, hiding whatever it is behind, uh, whatever it is they're hiding. There, there's, there's all mm-hmm. these guys. I don't know the name of the, like the species or the, right. the guys that are there. I don't really know a lot about them. Mm-hmm. Um, so I assume they're not friends of the Empire. I'm not really sure, but. Um, right. Yeah. So this is, uh, this is where we we've we then meet the other bounty hunter droid IG Eleven. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, now, what did what did you think of this character? I really liked him, not only for like the things that he was saying, but the way he moved was so cool. He had like uh, what's it called, like auto locking, like wherever he turned, like he just shot immediately. You know, he like locked on his target and shot. Like he was just really really fun. <laughs> He'd yeah. be handy. He'd be handy to have in a fight. Like I'd want him on my side. Yeah. No. Yeah. He he was a lot of fun. He was actually voiced by Taika Waititi. Do you know who that is? Mm-hmm. Uh, have you seen Thor Ragnarok? No. Okay. So he directed Thor Ragnarok. He he wrote it. Um, he's a uh, New Zealand director. He kind of came from making low budget movies like What We Do in the Shadows. Oh, interesting. Yeah. And then he went all the way up to Thor. Yeah. So That's yeah, he cool. yeah he did a, f- a few low budget. They hunt for the Worlder people. Uh, he's he's great. He's he's awesome. He's a great director. He has a new movie out right now called Jojo Rabbit, mm-hmm. um, where it's about a little kid who has Adolf Hitler as an imaginary friend. Oh, um, that sounds so interesting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so that's out in theaters right now. Um, so yeah, it's voiced by him. He's uh, he plays the character Korg in uh, Thor Ragnarok as well. So yeah, he voiced him. Um, so yeah, this was like this is a really awesome gunfight scene. I was like, how yeah, how are they gonna get out of this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this is cool. this is where a lot of the like the great humor came in with the whole like self destructive. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> And the Mandalorian's like, no, please don't. Not right now. <laughs> yeah, he keeps, Shut up, yeah. he keeps having to say it. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, and I love that, the, well, besides that, like, the robot, by listening to him and saying, like, oh, darn, like, not, okay, I won't self-destruct. It's like, <laughs> it shows that he's kind of got personality beyond just, like, oh, I'm in trouble, self-destruct. Like, he's interacting, and, and he can... He can reason with himself and say like, okay, yeah, now is not a good time to self-destruct. Um, that, yeah, that was a lot of fun. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, yeah, that was – honestly, that was my favorite part of the episode, just seeing them two interact <laughs> with each other. I know. Um, I was so sad at the at the end when yeah. he died. I was like, he could have been so useful. What I know. the heck? Yeah. Apparently, he was um, – I think he was a big part of the marketing uh, for this. Uh, I saw him on posters. So it's like – I mean, it's – yeah, so who knows if he's really dead? I mean, maybe he'll yeah, come back, but you could just buy him a new head and yeah, good to go, right? I know, kind <laughs> of, yeah. He's probably not going to be happy about it if he wakes up, but yeah. Um, so, but this is where like the biggest surprise came out of the show. Yeah, um, I didn't. I saw that white thing, the 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 sphere, and I thought like okay that that's obviously what they're after i thought inside was gonna be i don't know what i thought was what i thought was gonna be inside um but that was a big surprise yeah i i honestly so i was just yeah i was anticipating it to be just like a human and then they're going to this ball thing Mm -hmm. i'm like oh i guess it's just like it's not a human it's just something or well technically it wasn't a human 
Right. Uh, or if it's not going to be like a species or it's not going to be a living creature, it's going to be something else. And then like a, like a key to get to the next area or something. Yeah. Yep. And then you saw the little ears just kind of yes. sticking out. And I'm like, so cute. I'm like, no, what? <laughs> like I'm, yeah. I started freaking out and then they reveal it to be uh, a, a, the same species as Yoda. It's, uh-huh. it's uh, I'm just like, I'm like, blew my mind because we've never yeah. seen anything like that in any of the Star right. Wars shows, a universe or anything like that. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, my mind was just blown. So um, yeah, because yeah, like all the images you see of Yoda are like old, wise, gray hair, you know. Um, so like little baby it was so cute. Yeah, and I mean it. It now it makes sense for it being like fifty years old. Yeah. Yep. Um, because when I, when Yoda died, he was about like 900, I think. He yeah. Was, he was close to 900. Um, mm-hmm. The only other... So we actually... No one knows what the species is of, mm. of Yoda. Like, no one knows what he is. Um, mm. I think George Lucas has kind of kept that secret. There's been... Mm-hmm. There's been rumors that it was called this, this. I think it was debunked though. It was, it was this thing called like Lanix, but that is not true. So as of right now, the species is unknown. We don't know what it is. Um, Interesting. Yeah. So, so this is where like come, some of the speculation comes in. It's like, mm-hmm. so where do you think they're gonna go with this now? You, they have this creature that's like Yoda. The Empire is after it. Mm-hmm. But why? Why does it want? Why does it want this? Like, what are you, right. what are you thinking? <sighs> I, I don't know. Unless, I, I don't know. Like, there's so many possibilities. My instinct is like maybe all of the creatures in the species are known for being like wise, and they want to use it, like to guide the. Uh, to guide them like <laughs> as their oracle or something um i don't know but one thing that i i did like about this is you know there is the debate about bringing him back dead or alive or whatever um and the mandalorian like chose not to shoot him right and stopped the, the droid from killing him um so i think that shows even more depth to the mandalorian's character like he's like no we can't we can't shoot it um, there was some compassion there. Yeah, and also might relate back to what we uh, what we kind of talking about earlier about how he was like an orphan during. Mm-hmm. The, I mean, well, I'm speculating that he was an orphan just by seeing the flashbacks, um, but maybe yeah, he had some compassion for the right. little child because this mm-hmm. child is also an orphan. So yeah, what if? Okay, I'm gonna throw out something totally wild. What if he vows to like protect him? the Mandalorian and keeps him for himself. I mean, that's what I'm thinking. Like, that's where I think this season is going to go is like the Mandalorian is, uh, he's going to have this, this little baby now and he's Mm -hmm. not going to hand it over to the empire Mm -hmm. because it's like, why would I do that? So then it's maybe going to be the empire going after him. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, the, the question still rises. Like, what does the empire want with him? So we, we know that the baby's, 50 years old Mm -hmm. um that kind of puts it around the same timeline during the clone wars i think like i don't know the exact timeline like how much time takes place between uh like we don't know exactly where this is after um the empire has fallen um Mm -hmm. but it's it's definitely in the same timeline as like it it being it being in the Clone Wars era, so hmm. maybe it's Force sensitive. Maybe it it it, it has midichlorians in it, and midichlorians are things that are in the Jedi. Um, it's, mm. Yeah, and maybe the Empire knows that. Yeah, so that's that's something. But yeah, hmm. I'm I'm with you where I think it's it's going to kind of be like the Mandalorian on the run with this little baby, and the right. Empire is is going after him <laughs> or the Imperial loyalists. Yeah. That that would make sense. Yeah, uh, I mean, uh, that's that's kind of what I was just, just thinking. Just that and it, the creature being force sensitive. But I mean, yeah, this is this is awesome. 
I mean, I I just couldn't believe the uh, what they did. I'm glad. Uh, apparently, this was leaked a while ago that this this was something like this was going to happen. I'm like, I don't oh, read. Oh man, I don't Someone read leaked it. Well, that's the thing. Like, if you're out there on the internet, like things get leaked all the time. You just have to know to look in the right spots. I keep away from all that. I don't like being leaked. I've yeah. talked about in the show before that I hate. Uh, trailers so I don't really watch trailers I watched the first trailer for this but I didn't watch like anything else um, but yeah all in all this was a uh, fantastic first uh, entry into mm -hmm. the Star Wars universe for like the first live action TV show so this was awesome yeah and I think you know even for me who doesn't know a lot about Star Wars I am intrigued enough to wonder like what's going on like where is the story going I'm curious more about the Mandalorian's background because we got a little bit, but I don't think we know the full story. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing how everything plays out. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I, I'm. I, I feel like I, I want to read more in the Mandalorian lore, but then it's like, well, maybe I'll find out not just like the Mandalorian himself, the title character, but like mm -hmm. the uh, the the Mandalorians as a whole, like learn more right. about them, but. Maybe I'll learn more as the um, season goes on. And I know, like I said, in, in Rebels, there's they t they do a lot of stuff with the planet of Mandalore. Mm. Uh, I should probably rewatch those episodes because I remember those being really good. And it's been a couple years since I've seen them. Mm. Um, but yeah, all in all, great, uh, fantastic first episode. I'm pumped uh, for this. So it's I think I think each chapter will be uh, the rest of the chapters will be coming out every Friday. Yes. Um, do you know if there's wasn't there like ten total? I think there's only eight chapters. Eight. Okay. Oh wait. Um, it's on IMDb. It's saying eight. Yeah, eight chapters. Okay. Okay. So yeah. by the end of the year, we'll know how it ends. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So Boy, yeah, exciting. the last yeah the last episode comes out the twenty seventh of December. So perfect. Um, but yeah, so all in all, I I love it. I'm I'm pumped for more. So yeah, same. Cool. Any any last thoughts before we we move on? Um, one thing that I did like that I thought was a, a callback to like most of the star wars franchise the transition from one scene to another you know how it like scrolls across the scene oh yeah <laughs> yeah i like that they included that because the rest of it seems like uh serious like pretty serious in tone for the most part and then i was like oh they got those the transitions <laughs> yeah I thought that was cool yeah like there was one transition where it like circles into the middle yes. of the screen yes uh yeah those those are some nice callbacks to the older movies yeah so. i like that they did that that was cool yeah definitely um well cool so yeah those are our thoughts on the mandalorian uh now we have uh a little less than 10 minutes left, uh, but I want to talk about quickly the Imagineering story, which is also a brand new series on Disney Plus, which is uh, just a look inside the Walt Disney Imagineering. Um, mm -hmm. So what were your thoughts on this? Because you're you're a big Disneyland person. You live right near it. You're there all the yeah. time. So what did yeah. you think of this? Uh, in addition to being a Disneyland person, like my degree is in history, so going through the history of Disneyland, like is fascinating, even though everything they talked about, I already knew, <laughs> uh, but seeing it and listening to the Imagineers, like it's always such a treat. Um, I really, uh, the Bob Gurr parts were my favorite. Oh yeah. Yeah. It was so, oh, and the Matterhorn when they let him sign in there. That's so oh, cool. It was the best. I loved it. I was like getting chills. Like, he was kind of like giddy, like a little kid, like there was no hesitation. He's like, yes, I'll sign it. Like I designed the ride. Let me sign it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that was cool. Um, how many times have you been to Disneyland? Just curious. Uh, I've been three times. Okay. Okay. Um, well for me, like, I don't know if, if you picked up on the same things, like I know that park, the layout inside and out. And so seeing how, the landscape has changed, seeing how the pathways have changed, the fences, like just these random things, how they've all changed, like is always super interesting to me. Yeah. You see in the episode, um, um, I guess we're, I guess we're spoiling the imagine. I'm not, well, we won't spoil too much about the Imagineering story. Mm -hmm. Um, 
we'll just kind of give general thoughts here. Um, but I, well, I forgot what I was going to say now. Uh, oh yeah. It's, it's, it's to me, I didn't realize just how quickly Walt started updating that park like mm-hmm. super, super fast. Um, mm-hmm. So, um, but yeah, yeah, I, I, I'm with you. I already knew a lot of the information, mm-hmm. um, but seeing to me, the best part about it was just seeing all of that old footage yes. uh, remastered. Um, yeah. Like it looked so good. Just like it the really old fifties footage from them mm-hmm. building. Like, it looked HD and like, like yeah. I was like, it's, it looks like it could have been filmed today. It, it, it oh, was, yeah. it was especially awesome. the footage from 1956 and 1961. Those two years that they showed like stood out to me like, Whoa, that looks really good. Like that's 1956. I yeah. thought there was one scene from the 1956 portion where they like flew over the main entrance towards the train station. And I thought that was from saving mr banks i i really thought it was until it said disneyland 1956 i was like whoa this is not saving mr banks this is this is like legit footage from 60 years ago <laughs> like that's that was good yeah yeah no i uh i, I really i really liked that a lot it looked it looked awesome um but i i didn't realize it was it was an hour long i when i put it on i was expecting it to be like 30 minutes or something like that and i was like oh, what oh. Yeah, I was like, oh, okay, it's an, an hour long, so. Yeah. Um, but I think there are going to be uh, six of these episodes, um, yep. and they are being released one at a time as well. I don't know what day they're going to be released. Maybe Friday as well. We'll see. I thought I heard it was Friday also, and I'm yeah. really hoping it is. Like, it's just so good. I know. I, I think what's good is, especially with The Mandalorian, um, the, the problem with streaming services now, at least like Hulu's doing this where they release one episode at a time. But like when series comes out, people just like watch it and binge it. And then like mm-hmm. you're like when you go to work the next day, you have that water cooler talk is what they call it. Where you, yeah, I am. Like that doesn't happen as much anymore. Um, the only show that I ever had a water cooler talk anymore was like Game of Thrones because like oh. everyone watched it. You talk about it the next day. But at yeah. least, like, with The Mandalorian, I know so many people watching it. At least we have, like, a week now to talk about it. Yeah. Because um, streaming services now, it's just, the, like, Netflix, they put out everything out at once. And then, mm-hmm. like, my coworkers will watch it. We'll all be in, like, different episodes. You can only talk about, like, oh, yeah, this episode was good. I really like that. But you can't go, like, and have, like, a full in-depth conversation. So that's what I'm yeah. really excited about with The Mandalorian. Yeah, just to play devil's advocate a little bit on the releasing all episodes at once, I have, or I had a student who was pursuing acting and she actually, her first movie is coming out pretty soon, but, um, I talked to her about that a little bit about how Netflix releases everything all at once. And she was saying like from the actor's perspective, like if you get signed on to Netflix, you're not worried about your, your show getting canceled mid season. You're at least filming for the entire you're working for the entire season um so for her she actually really liked it that way but yeah i agree it's it's changed the way conversations around media take place yeah i i guess that's true for them it's job security mm-hmm. so yeah, yeah that's the way she was saying it because i yeah. was asking her like how is that going because i feel like people don't watch like cable shows anymore and she was like yeah everybody's trying to get the netflix job so i don't know that's interesting yeah no, no, that's a that's a good thought. I never thought about the way. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't act, but that's that makes total sense. So, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, so uh, that is uh, that's the only um, yeah the only other things we were going to talk about today. Uh, did you did you watch anything else recently on, yes. on the Disney Plus app? I watched that short float. I watched it twice. I cried so hard both times. I watched it. Oh, really? Uh, all right. I'll have to watch it. How long is it? Do you remember? <laughs> Seven minutes. Okay. I could watch it. So all right. yeah. I've, been, I've been, I've been watching some of the old Mickey and Donald Duck shorts. Oh uh, yeah. I watched a couple of those too. I, I did an interesting experiment with my son cause he was like playing on the floor. Um, we watched or I watched Steamboat Willie and, uh, the bandstand episode and he was not interested. But as soon as Mickey and the Roadster Racers came on, he was like, 
whoa, what's that? Like, <laughs> really paying attention. So I don't know what it is about the modern cartoons. Maybe they're just brighter and more loud and that catches his attention, but he was not interested in the older ones. Oh, interesting. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I watched Steamboat Willie as well. And, mm-hmm. I, and I found Mickey's Roadsters Racers to be more interesting as well. Yeah, it's actually not that bad. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I didn't watch that at all. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't mind it. I think it's kind of clever. <laughs> it's like Mario Kart meets Mickey. Ah, gotcha. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, I do want to check out this show called Pixar in Real Life. I don't really know what that is, though. Do you know what it is? I don't know either. I saw all- that. And I chose to watch Party Source Rex. So, <laughs> uh, well, all it says is live action shock slash prank show, where people are surprised by characters or scenes from Pixar films taking place in real life. Um, so it's like a flash mob of Pixar. Maybe I don't. I don't even <laughs> want to watch the trailer. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm, I You're might gonna go into it. <laughs> yeah, I might like watch an episode tonight just to see what that is. Because honestly, I didn't know that was a thing. So. Yeah. Um, but cool. So this is this is awesome. This has been really fun. Uh, first episode of Disney Plus Talk. I was going to say Disney Talk. Disney Plus <laughs> Talk. Um, but thanks for coming up with the idea. Um, yeah. So yeah, this was great. Sounds good. Yeah. So this is... Uh, so yeah, you guys are seeing this. I posted my trip report yesterday. Uh, this is coming out. This came out the next morning. Um, I, I don't think I'm going to have, uh, at least for these shows, like, I think they're going to just come out sporadically. Um, <laughs> I, because at least with the Mandalorian, we might get on a set schedule cause that comes out like every, um, Friday. Friday yeah. yeah. So maybe we'll, we'll try to get something out for like, I'm going to say Tuesday, maybe we'll see, mm-hmm. um, just depending on schedules. Um, but I know like we want to review and watch. The old Lady and the Tramp and then the new Lady and Tramp. We said we we're going to do that because um, I haven't watched. When was the last time you watched the original Lady and the Tramp? Oh, uh-huh. well, before my grandparents moved to Wyoming in the year 1999. So <laughs> I remember watching it at their house before okay. they moved. <laughs> so like at least 20 years. OK, yeah, honestly, I maybe watched it a couple times as a kid, but like mm-hmm. that's not one that I had on VHS. So I, I like I never watched it. We I didn't I didn't own that one growing up. But like all of the other movies, like I like Fox and the Hound. Like I watched that all the time because I had the VHS. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember watching that on my grandparents, too. Yeah. So I honestly don't remember anything about Lady and the Tramp besides, of course, the famous spaghetti scene. Mm-hmm. Um, so you and I at some point, we're going to watch both of the, the new ones and, and kind of talk about that. Or sorry, yep. the old one and both the new one as well. I mean, it's basically new again. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> yeah. So we'll we'll compare the differences there, and then yeah, we'll talk about some of the more stuff that we watch on Disney Plus, like because again, I'm not going to dedicate a full episode to like the Imagineering story, um, but as we watch more things, like next time we talk, like I'm definitely going to have watched Pixar in real life, so I'm going to probably <laughs> mention see what that's like. So. Um, but cool. Any, any final thoughts before we get, before we get out of here? No, I'm excited to watch more TV. Oh, I know. Right. <laughs> yeah. With Disney plus, there's even more content to consume yep. now. Yes. So, um, all right, well let's get out of here. But before we do, um, CJ, where can everyone find you? So I'm on Instagram at the weekly mouse and my website, theweeklymouse.com. Yeah, make sure you check her out uh, over there because you're always posting really good Disneyland content. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if you are debating whether or not to go to Disneyland or not, you honestly should. Like, give Walt Disney World a break. Check out Disneyland. Yes. It's, I love it. It's it's so much fun. Um, mm-hmm. I'm, I need to try to convince my wife to go there and uh, sometime next year. So, <laughs> yeah, because uh, I, I I feel like I want to. Because I have an office out there. My buddy lives in Irvine. And that, oh, nice. It's like a perfect opportunity. I have I have the points to go out there. So it's like I Dude, can do it. Dude, you got to do it. I know. And I, it'll be a good opportunity to see um, Rise of the Resistance for the first time. So Yep. Yep. Um, yeah. So it's time I don't have to take off work and I have a place to stay. And I have uh, a free plane ticket for my points. So. 
Uh, Melissa, if you're listening, which I know you're not, uh, think about it. But anyways. Christmas is coming. It'll be a great, a great oh, gift. I know. I know. So yeah, we'll see. We'll see. But yeah, make sure you, you follow her over over there on her website at theweeklymouse.com. And I'll make sure to link both things in the show notes as well. Um, all right. Well, that's going to that's gonna wrap it up for this episode. Um, if you're not subscribing to the podcast already, please do so on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Anchor, pretty much however you listen to podcasts, it's everywhere. It's on it's yeah, it's on all major podcast platforms. Uh, and if you can, please leave a review. It'll really help out the show. It'll help us climb the charts. So to make it easier for people to find us. Uh, and you can also find us at excesspresspodcast.com. You can find all of our episodes over there. And you can follow me on social media at excesspresspodcast on Instagram and Facebook. Uh, and we are also looking for more people to be on the show for we want to do I need to do more interviews with cast members. So if you're a past cast member, or if you know someone, uh, shoot me an email over at Matt at excesspresspodcast.com. Uh, and I would love to hear from you there. But if you have any other any questions about the show um, or if you have thoughts about the Mandalorian and you want us to discuss them the next time we talk, uh, we talk more Disney Plus. Hey, write us in. Like, give us your thoughts on The Mandalorian. If you have uh, a theory that you, you're you thinking about for that, uh, send me an email at matt at excesspresspodcast.com. And love to hear from you. And I'd love to read it on the next episode of Disney Plus Talk. Um, or just DM me uh, separately and I'll, I'll get your thoughts out there. So, all right. Well, thanks for tuning in and for your support of the show. This is Matt and CJ from the Excess Press Podcast signing off. Until next time, travelers. We hope to see you next week. And remember to seize the future with excess. Bon voyage. <laughs>